I'd like to continue our discussion about rain. We spoke last episode about Chania Magel, how he daven for rain. And actually this week we started to daven for rain. We said, So here is another story about Chania Magel's grandson davening for rain. Welcome to another episode of En Yaakov, Beyond the Story. In the next page in Masachas Tainis, Davchov Gimel, the Gemara tells us about Abba Chilkia. Abba Chilkia was Barbere, the grandson of Chani Magel, grandson of Chani Magel. The Gemara tells us, Anytime the world needed rain, the Chachamim would send, uh, would go to him and uh, he would dive for rain. One time the world needed rain and Shadru Rabbanon Zugat the Rabbanon Lekame Lemivi Rachme Vesitemitro. Chachamim sent a couple, meaning two Chachamim who went to Abachilkia, so he should dive for rain to come. I will now just tell you the story without reading it because there's a number of details. So the story goes on to say that they went to his house, they didn't find him. So they went to um, they went to the field and they found him hoeing. He did not uh, respond to them until he got home. I'm going to skip all the interesting details that are mentioned in the story of their journey home, how they paid attention to anything, everything that he did. But finally, after getting home and feeding his family, he tells his wife, Omar Lidvishu, he told his wife, I know that the Chachamim came here on the account of rain. Nikum nisak Let us go up to the attic and we are going to Daven. Efshar the Mirza Kodeshbochu Vasimitro, maybe Kodeshbochu will accept our prayers and the rain will come. And we're not going to take credit for it. Okay, so he tells his wife, they didn't ask me yet for rain or to Daven for rain. But I know that's what they came. Let's go up and daven. Then rain will come and we won't take credit for it. That's exactly what they did. They went up to the attic and he went on one side and his wife stood on the other corner. And they both daven. The rain cloud came first from the side where his wife was standing. So they came down. So when they came down, after the rain came, Abba tells the Chachamim, why did you come here? So they answered him, The Chachamim sent us to you, so you should daven for rain to come. So he answered them, Praise Hashem, who did not put you in need of a Bachilkia, in other words, 
Um, thank God you didn't even need my tefillahs. You see, it's raining. Before you got a chance to ask me, it's already raining. He's a very humble man. He didn't want to take credit for it. They answered him, We know that the rain came because of you. But please explain to us all the strange things that you did on the way here. And finally, they asked him the last question. Why is it? My time of Kadim Sali Kanan and Mehai's visa to have a kind visu de mar lanon of the day. How come the rain cloud came first from the side in which from which your wife was standing rather than from your side? In other words, it seems obvious that the rain came in the merit of your wife. Why is it? What is her merit for which the rain came first from her side? He answered, is because my wife is usually at home. And when a poor man comes to ask for charity, she gives him something that is closer to the benefit of the Oni. The Hanoa, the benefit that the, uh, that the poor person receives from my wife's uh, donation is uh, closer to, to him than if it would be me giving it. The Mephashim are explaining that being that the Ani uh, finds the wife at home and the wife is able to give him something that is ready to use. She could give him food, she could give him clothing, she could give him something that he is able to use immediately and benefit from it. On the other hand, when the husband who is at work um, gets a visit of an ani, he will give him money. That's all he has. Now this poor man has to take the money and process it in order to be able to eat food. Either he's going to have to buy food, or in those days, he would have to go and buy wheat and then worry about making flour out of it and worry about baking it until he eats it. Uh, you know, he's, meanwhile, he's very hungry. But the benefit of the tzedakah of the wife is a lot closer to the needs of the honey. So being that when the poor man comes for tzedakah, the wife gives, gives him something in a form that is immediate and ready to use. So the same when she davens, Hashem listens and answers her immediately also in a way that is immediate and ready to use. Me on the other hand, says Abba Chilkia, I give tzedakah that is so indirect that until it turns into a beneficial usable form there is a, a, a time uh, involved a wait involved a delay so therefore when i dive in there is also a delay in my response in the response that i'm getting interesting but we know that of course we have to learn from any story that is brought in the gemara just like anything in the Torah. It's not just a story. There's a message. Something could apply. So what is it that we could learn from this story? Obviously, 
giving tzedakah in a way that is uh, ready to use, is more praiseworthy. Okay, that's good. Something else that we learn from this story is simply that the rain came in the schus of the wife's tzedakah. And that's really a key sentence that we are going to revisit as we go through different layers uh, in the depth of explaining this story. But at first glance, uh, what comes out of the story is that the rain comes in the schus of um, the woman's tzedakah. Uh, the rain came in the schus of his wife's tzedakah. Now, we know and that rain, as we mentioned it last week, gishme brocho, and generally speaking, it symbolizes parnasa. When we say v'nasati gishmechem be'itam, or when we daven v'vayachashonim in Shmon this is the bracha for parnasa. That we're asking the Ebesh to give us rain, basically it means parnasa. So therefore, now we could just take it to uh, the next layer. That the parnasa of the household comes in the schus of the wife's tzedakah and the way that she gives tzedakah. So this is how we could really um, extrapolate on the story. Abachilkiah's wife, the schus of her tzedakah brought rain. And to us it means that the schus of the wife's tzedakah Pasha brings parnasa. So even if we stop at this layer, there is a lot, a lot to learn from it. You know, often one will think that, uh, the Rebbe once mentioned that a woman may be worried about uh, giving tzedakah, you know, in, in considerable amounts, without consulting with her husband first thinking that perhaps spending so much on tzedakah might hinder uh, cash flow and uh, you know, the parnasa of the house. So they'll be saying, on the contrary. On the contrary, the parnasa comes in the schus of the wife's tzedakah. So the wife really shouldn't worry, shouldn't hesitate in giving extra tzedakah, even without consulting the husband. And she should not worry that this will diminish the cash flow, in the contrary, the rain will come in that schus, the parnasa will come with more abundance in that schus. But then we could take it to the next level. There's a pasuk in Tehillim that says, The Gemara says, Who is giving tzedakah at all time? That whoever sustains his family his wife and children, that is a person who gives tzedakah at all time. Because you could ask yourself, I mean, who's giving constantly tzedakah at every moment? You know, some people give a lot of tzedakah, but at every moment? So the Gemara says, when you are mefarnes your family, you're providing for your family food, clothing, shelter, that is constant. And that constant uh, providing is a constant tzedakah that you do to your children, to your family. So what comes out from this Gemara is that tzedakah also applies to your own family. 
But frankly, none of us views feeding your family as a form of charity. So then, what is the constant tzedakah that we do to our family? We must say that this, this means, this refers to the spiritual tzedakah. Because what is tzedakah? Tzedakah is you have money and somebody else doesn't. So you share what you have with the one who doesn't have it. Spiritually speaking, the tzedakah ruchnis, the spiritual tzedakah, is knowledge. We also told Enani el Abedas, Enasher el Abedas, wealth, poverty applies to knowledge, to mind. So basically, when somebody doesn't know, somebody is lacking knowledge, that makes him a poor person. Spiritually, somebody who has a lot of knowledge, he's rich. And just like if somebody was given wealth, Begashmias, is in order for him to share it and distribute it to the ones who don't have, someone who has knowledge is also obligated to share it with others. That is the Tzedakah Ruchnis. So therefore, in the Tzedakah Ruchnis, in the, that spiritual form of Tzedakah, is where we give constantly to our children. Basically, that means educating our children. Just like the Tzedakah that we mentioned before, is about sharing your knowledge, which means educating other people. So that also begins with your own home. Educating your children is a form of Tzedakah that is Becholeis, that is constant. Now, the interesting thing is that men and women tend to give the Tzedakah Ruchnis exactly in the same form, in the same way that they give the Tzedakah Gashmis. What did we say before? When a woman gives Tzedakah, she gives a finished product, ready to use, something practical. When a man gives Tzedakah, it's more of the potential to benefit from it. You take the money and you, uh, and you, you, you purchase something with it that then you could use. Of course, we're not talking necessarily about that's the only way men give tzedakah, that's the only way women give tzedakah. We are referring to the way Abba described the difference between his tzedakah and his wife's tzedakah. Because right now we're trying to um, talk about how, what is the link between the rain and the tzedakah. So, women, generally speaking, are the, the ones who are bringing any potential into action, into something that is there, tangible. The Gemara asks a rhetorical question. A man brings home wheat, does he chew on the wheat? No. His wife takes the wheat, processes it, makes bread out of it. In the same way, that means that even if we have a situation in which the, the breadwinner, so to speak, is the man, he doesn't really win bread. He, he, he brings in money. And that money is being turned into bread by the wife. And that money cannot be eaten. The bread can. So basically the idea, the difference between 
men and women is the difference between koyach and poyel. Generally speaking, when it, and this is very well expressed in the way Abachilki and his wife gave tzedakah. The thing is that that's the way it is in Chinuch as well, in the spiritual tzedakah. Both men and women, father and mother, are involved in educating the child. Now, there is a mitzvah on every father to teach Torah to his child. Yet, that you don't have to do it yourself. You could hire a melamed, and by hiring a teacher, you are making that teacher your shliach, and is uh, doing that mitzvah on your behalf. When the Alter Rebbe had a son that reached the age to go to Cheder, he summoned one of his chassidim and he told him, you have the obligation to provide parnasa to your family. I have the obligation to teach Torah to my son. Let us exchange mitzvahs. You will teach Torah to my son and I will provide parnasa to your family. So you see that when hiring a melamed, the Altarebbe clearly verbalized that idea that the melamed is actually doing the father's command, the father's mitzvah, uh, is educating the child on behalf of the father. So therefore, for all intents and purposes, when you're talking about the way a child learns in cheder, is actually the way the father teaches the child. Now, what is the difference in the way mother and father educate the children? Father will provide the information. Again, koyach, the potential. The melamed, on behalf of the father, will, for example, teach the child the halachas of saying the brachas before eating, putting on tzitzis, washing negelwasser, but it is the mother who's going to bring these teachings this, into action. It is the mother who's going to make sure that the child is going to say the brachas, that the child is going to be dressed properly. So all the koyach, all the potential that was provided by the father is being brought in practice dafke by the mother. The father's involvement in the chinuch is indirect, not only because it went through a melamed, but because that, that's understandable, but because the melamed on behalf of the, of the father is teaching only the means, the way to do the mitzvah, but the mother is the one who practices the mitzvah with the child. So here again, even in the spiritual tzedakah, the benefit of the woman's tzedakah is closer to the recipient than the husband's tzedakah. Now it's no wonder that the rain came first in the schus of Abba wife. But this takes us to the next layer of understanding a statement we mentioned earlier. We first say the rain came in the schus of Abba wife. We explained that it meant the parnasa comes in the schus of 
the wife's tzedakah. And now we take it further and say that the Parnassah comes in the schus of the wife's education of the children. Now, this is an important information because it puts the focus in the right place. We tend to make the mistake and believe that our Parnassah is coming as a result of the effort we put into it or the business savvy of how much of a heaven we are, or even some Muslim. And that's where we'll put all our emphasis in trying to earn our living. But really now, this story is giving us a different insight. It's letting us know where to put our effort. It's letting us know that the Parnassah is not necessarily coming because of how much we put into it, because you see that there are people who go to the market from morning to night and don't make a penny. And you see others that whatever they do, they will, they, they will make profit. So it's not necessarily, it is not only a result of our effort, but it is mostly a result of the schus that we have and the way we're learning it from this story is the schus of the effort we put in the chinuch of our children and in the tzedakah that we give. And that both of them should be in a way in which it, the benefit is direct to them. To um, express this mistake that we make, the Gemara goes on with another story that is about another grandson of Chani Amagel. This one was Chani Nanechba. He was by Bar Birte de Chania Magel. He was the son of the daughter. So another was the Abachilkia's cousin, basically. He also had that gift of davening for rain. And a very short story that the Gemara tells us that when the world needed rain, the Chachamim will send children to him and they would hold to his tzitzis, pull on his tzitzis and say, Abba, Abba, Havlon Mitro, Father, Father, give us rain. And he would turn to Hashem and says, Ribbon Shalom, Ase Bishvilelushen Makirim Banaba de Yahiv Mitro, Laba de Loyahiv Mitro. He would say, Ribbon Shalom, do for the sake of these children who don't know the difference between the father who gives rain and the father who doesn't give rain. They're under the impression that I'm the one who gives rain because they see cause and effect. They come to me, they pull my tzitzis, they say, Give us rain. I dive into you, the rain comes in. So it seems that the rain is coming as a result of my intervention. So therefore they think I'm the one who gives rain. But I'm not the father who gives rain. You're the father who gives rain. And they don't know it. They're so innocent. Do it for their sake and give them rain. We could say that we make the same mistake as the children. We think that the father who gives us rain is actually our job. And because of that, we will put more time and more emphasis in it rather than really recognize what is our real responsibility. And if we are going to compromise on the education of our children because we are too busy pursuing a career and we think that this is the career that's going to give us a parnasa, we are doing the mistake of the children. We are thinking that it's another father who gives us the rain. 
Our career is going to give us the rain. Our career will provide the parnasa. But you have to remember that there is the father that gives the rain. And the Abishta gives us the parnasa. And he gives us the parnasa with in abundance in the merit of our tzedakah, in the merit of the effort that we put in educating our children. And the Yeratzen, that we should really get all of it. We should get nachas from the success of education, education of our children, and parnasa behachaval, because after all, the Ebishti give could give us all of it. Especially in the schus of the Akeres Abais, who is the foundation on which the whole household stands.